Welcome to A to Z Sports, powered by the BetMGM app. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Sam Phelan, our Titans reporter at A to Z Sports.com uh, with you guys this morning. Uh, always streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network going live weekday mornings at 8 central time. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitter at A to Z Sports. We tweet out our, our segment-by-segment links on from YouTube. And also hit us up on Instagram and TikTok for more Titans coverage. We got to thank our sponsors because they make it happen for us and they help out you guys like Wilson County Hyundai. WilsonCountyHyundai.com is where to go to make them a part of your new car buying process. Right there, the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, uh, Farm Bureau Health Plans, FBHP.com slash ATOZ is where to go for better rates, better service, and better coverage for your health plan. So, Sam, make sure uh, when you're ready for that health plan, you hit up Farm Bureau Health Plans, FBHP.com slash ATOZ. So, we're about to dive into this situation, that this rumor that is spread about Kevin Byard. But, Sam, do you want... Uh, your update on the leaderboard uh, for the run your pool A to Z bracket challenge. I would love an update. I would I I did pretty well too. So I would love an update about who my competition is right now. Yeah. So obviously, you know, after one day, 16 games, a lot of people are grouped in their rankings, right? Sam, you are currently uh, tied for 33rd with 12 out of 16. Correct. uh, Yesterday. So that is technically third, right? You know, it's it. Well, yeah, it's technically third. So yeah. 12 out of 16 is the third best score of anybody. You've got uh, a guy, Jay Casper, 14 out of 14 with the highest remaining. As long as Alabama wins this thing, I feel like Jay Casper might bring this home. Uh, but that's where you are. So you are tied or for 33rd. Uh, Sam, my bracket uh, is now tied for 12th. 12th. You, because I have 11. I, I got, um, I'm sorry. Hold on. I was wrong about that. Let me go oh, back to the way down there. <laughs> no, I was tied. I'm tied for, I'm right with you. I'm tied for 33rd as well. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So tied for 33rd uh, as well, right there. So there we go. So maybe we'll bring up some leaderboard updates. I'll have to learn how to use the, the run your pull leaderboard uh, uh, better than what I just did there. But uh, I will also say that uh, last place, uh, Big Ten Jeff, you're tied for last place. Congratulations oh, on your seven, well, seven correct uh, yesterday if, for Big Ten Jeff. If Big Ten Jeff bet on the Big Ten, that's probably why. <laughs> I, 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 As a Big Ten guy myself, I opted for uh, betting against the Big Ten when in doubt here. And so far, it proved to be an okay strategy, unfortunately. There we go. Uh, I'll, I'll have to go back and find where Zach is in the list. But on to their, our regularly scheduled pro, uh, program with Michael Lombardi, a former NFL general manager, on his podcast on the Ringers Podcast Network. Uh, this was, Sam, you listened to a lot of this episode, and this was literally the very end, wasn't it? Yeah, I, I you know, I, I wanted to go find this, so I hit play. I was listening to it back. I'm like, all right, we're, we're Let's see when uh, when this gets talked about here. No, yeah, it was the last like 90 seconds of the podcast. So I, I gave an entire listen to it uh, before uh, finally finding what I came looking for. But he snuck it in right at the end there when discussing some defensive back for agency rumors. Uh, thought we wouldn't notice, I guess, but just dropped it in there right before heading out of there. Yep, so let's hear it. Michael Lombardi on his podcast uh, from earlier in the week. So, and Jesse Bates is a good player. 
But to me, I think when, you know, Ket Byard, the kid at Tennessee, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kevin Byard, Byard. He's, really, yeah. he's really a good player. They're trying to get him to take a pay cut. So would I sign Bates? If he doesn't take a pay cut, they're going to cut him. So if I sign Bates, Ooh. do I go after – I would rather have Byard than Bates. I think he's yeah. really a good player. So you got to kind of play that around a little bit. you got to wait. Oh, Kevin Byard. Wow, that's that's an interesting one because yeah, he's a former All Pro. Like, he's he's a heck of a player. He's a really player, good so. player, but they're trying to get him to take a pay cut. He doesn't want to do it. Now, you know, this is where the rubber meets the road. Who's you know, are they bluffing or are they not bluffing? You know, yeah. I mean, they got cap issues. I mean, that team's in a mess. That team's oh, yeah. in a mess. So that is Michael Lombardi on his podcast on the Ringer Network. That team is a mess, and that Kevin Byard is being asked to take a pay cut. He doesn't want to take a pay cut. And the Titans might cut him uh, if uh, he doesn't want to take a pay cut. So uh, just to kind of set the, the the table here for the entire conversation, Kevin Byard's current contract pays him a base salary the next two seasons of $13.6 million each. He has a cap hit this upcoming 2023 season of $19.6 million and a cap hit in the 2024 year of 178 Kevin Byard, it will be 30 this upcoming season. So uh, that's kind of the table overall. But, you know, Michael Lombardi threw a lot out there. And you, you see Tina saying WTF. Uh, Tiffany says, where's the lie? Uh, DeMarco says Byard already take a, took a pay cut uh, if he's correct. Now, I don't think Kevin Byard's ever taken a pay cut. And I think this is the overall misconception with NFL fans and NFL conversations is that whenever you hear the word a player had their contract restructured it sounds like that might be mean meaning the player took a pay cut restructuring a contract means that the player gets more money immediately by turning base salary into signing bonus which is paid out within 21 days of that being happening and then they prorate that signing bonus over the length of the deal and so a restructure means the player gets cash right now to spread out the cap hit for the team. So restructures are a lot of times the answer to help both sides. Now, Bayard has done that, and the restructure has added a couple voided years in 2025 and 2026. But no, Kevin Bayard has never taken a pay cut. He has made a lot of money uh, with the Tennessee Titans. He has uh, had a fantastic career with the Titans as a third round draft pick out of MTSU. But you know, this, you know, Kenneth says, I feel like this is another rumor. Yeah, this is a rumor, right? This is a Titans rumor that is spreading here. So Sam, your initial reaction on what Michael Lombardi said on his podcast uh, this week. Well, my initial reaction was like, huh? Kevin release Kevin Byard. Why, why would you release Kevin Byard? Uh, And then, I mean, when you look at the, the cap, I think, there is an argument for why it could make sense with, I mean, there's not a ton of guaranteed money left on the deal, Austin. I mean, I, I had that they would save over $14 million against the cap this season by cutting him. Now we're going to get into the conversation about whether or not that's the smartest thing to do. Uh, But that's really a name that took me by surprise because we haven't heard the Kevin Byard name. We've heard the Ryan Tannehill. We've heard the Derrick Henry. Uh, we obviously heard all of the other defenders that are no longer with the team, but Kevin Byard was not a name that I think had been 
uh, thought of by Titans fans or really by NFL media at all as being somebody that might not be back with the team next year. So my initial reaction was a bit of, of surprise and then figuring yeah. out, does this even make sense to do? Right. And so that's, you know, whenever we're talking about this, there's always a couple other disclaimers and parameters that we need to, you know, figure out. Right. So we know the $19.6 million of cap hit right now for Kevin Byard, a pre June 1st release would only save the Titans 5.9 and Byard would have a dead cap of 13.6. Now a post June 1st release would save the Titans 14.1. He would only have a dead cap this season of 5.5, but a dead cap in 2024 of 8.1. So that's still a lot of dead cap for Kevin Byard. If you cut him after June 1st, you're still paying a lot, $13.6 million on your salary cap over the next two years. So yeah. That's that is the situation there. So let's play the video again from Michael Lombardi. And we're also going to ask you guys this question. Do you buy or sell that the Titans could cut Kevin Byard this offseason? Do you buy or sell the Titans could cut Kevin Byard this offseason? But first, I'm going to tell everybody about the Bone and Joint Institute, boneandjointtn.org, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care. Whenever uh, you get hurt in life, you have to know where to go, right? Because you never plan for that. It always comes at a left field and you're never prepared for it. But if you always say, well, I've got the Bone and Joint Institute in my back pocket to help me out when I need them. And I hope you don't have to have the Bone and Joint Institute, but they have over a dozen specialists there in Franklin who specialize in any type of injury you could possibly think of, whether it's you just you know walking around in life and getting hurt, uh, your son or daughter playing youth sports, or, or whatever it may be, uh, they've got you taken care of right there in Franklin, the region's destination for comprehensive orthopedic and sports medicine care, boneandjointtn.org. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks, and they are uh, exactly who you need to get with here during this season. It's tournament season. It is March, and BetMGM has a new sign-up bonus. You sign up with the bonus code ATOZ1000. That's ATOZ1000 when signing up with BetMGM. You place your first bet on March matchups to get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if that bet misses. So ATOZ1000, pick that game in the NCAA tournament that you love, whatever that pick might be. Uh, I, I did pretty well yesterday. Uh, Austin, you did pretty well yesterday. I know yeah. Zach did pretty well yesterday. So find a good pick, place that bet with the uh, code ATOZ1000 and get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet misses. Visit betmd.com for terms and conditions. 21 or older, Tennessee only new and new customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and other requirements. Rewards issued with knowledgeable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire in seven days. And for problem game and support, call Tennessee Redline 800-889-9789. So Sam, uh, we asked the, the, the audience, buy or sell? The Titans could cut Kevin Byard this offseason. Let's hear one more time from Michael Lombardi on his podcast on the Ringer Network um, about uh, what is his conversation and what he's hearing because he's clearly hearing something with how he's talking. So, and Jesse Bates is a good player, but to me, I think when, you know, Ke Byard, the kid at Tennessee, right? Uh, mm -hmm. Kevin Byard, Byard, he's really, yeah. he's really a good player. They're trying to get him to take a pay cut. 
So would I sign Bates? If he doesn't take a pay cut, they're going to cut him. So if I sign Bates, Ooh. do I go after – I would rather have Byron than Bates. I think he's yeah. really a good player. So you got to kind of play that around a little bit. you got to wait. Oh, Kevin Byard. Wow. That's, that's an interesting one. Cause yeah, he's a former all pro. Like, he's, he's a heck of he's a, a player, really good so. player, but they're trying to get him to take a pay cut. He doesn't want to do it. Now, you know, this is where the rubber meets the road. Who's, you know, are they bluffing or are they not bluffing? You know, yeah. I mean, they got cap issues. I mean, that team's in a mess. That team's oh, yeah. in a mess. So. So Michael Hardy, yeah, former he, GM of the Cleveland Browns from 2013 to 2014, I believe. Yeah, he didn't last very long uh, in that position. So, you know, it's Soul Fields asks, who is the source? Do we know? I, no, I mean, because here's the thing about the Titans is we have no idea who anybody has a source because Rand Carthon's a brand new GM in here. Uh, Desi Nate says his source is, trust me, bro. Um, and Nikki Nika says, uh, we better be bluffing. Uh, talking about uh, cutting Kevin Byard. And so I'll let you get to the comments here, Sam. We asked buy or sell the Titans could cut Kevin Byard uh, this offseason because Lombardi said they're trying to get him to take a pay cut, and if he and if he won't, they're going to cut him. Nineteen point six million is the cap hit for Byard this year, but there's a lot of dead cap if the Titans cut or or, or trade. Kevin Byard. Even if they trade Kevin Byard, it's the You're same. Still owe, you still owe him the dead money. You owe him the restructure bonus and the signing bonus still. Yes. I mean, it's still that's a lot not going on, away. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot. The Titans are on the hook for a lot of money for Kevin Byard over the next two seasons, regardless, cut or trade, pre or post June 1st. So, Sam, what are the comments saying? All right. Well, Chandler's saying sell. Uh, Steven's saying sell. Mr. Jones says sell. Adam says sell. Nate says sell, Eddie sell, Kevin sell, Xavier sell, Martin sell, CJ sell, Hassan is buying, uh, Galen is selling, Jermel is big selling, uh, Magic says sell, Billy Jones says sell, Dylan is sell, Dwayne is sell, Devin is sell, Michael is sell, William is sell. We have a lot of sells uh, in the chat right now. Selling it for $1 a piece, says Jameson, sell from Kevin, sell from uh Vandy man. Uh, I'm trying to figure out how to say that name. Vandy there, man, man ad two. All right. Uh, selling <laughs> no way from guy sell from Andre sell from Jonathan. Uh, we have a, a, a sell from John sell from Troy, Will and Roger. I'm going to see if we have a buy in here. Jeremy says buy if Rand wants to clean house. Uh, Daniel says buy. I'm not going to pin Daniel's comment because of another word that he included in his oh. comment. But Daniel's buying. Patrick says buy. Uh, Tiffany says I buy that they will consider it, but would hate for it to actually happen. Connor says buy. They traded AJ. Wouldn't be a shock if they moved on from Bayard as well. Different people, Connor. Like Very different, different people. people. Very <laughs> different people. Uh, Johnny, Brent, Lucas, Chris, tighten up. Daniel are all in the cell. Bork, our guy Bork is saying, buy it's a new GM with a new vision, potentially wanting to move on. Uh, Danny says he's selling because he's a leader. Sky says he's buying random Mike, keeping a big move close to the chest or freeing up more cap for, for the season after next. Uh, that would kind of be what this is, right? Because there hasn't been a ton of rumors around Kevin Byard at all. So, I mean, if this was really something that was kind of going on, this would definitely be a, a close to the chest type of move from, from Rand and, and Mike Vrabel to not have this really rumored until just now and, and be working on potentially moving the leader of your defense. 
Yeah, I am uh, 1000% selling this. This makes zero sense, Sam, to me from a football standpoint and a football financial standpoint, because the, the whole part of cutting veteran players who are in their 30s or quickly approaching 30 who have big cap hits is because they're not worth the cap hit that they're going to get or scheduled to get. And you can get out from under them fairly responsibly. Kevin Byard is none of those things. Kevin Byard is, an, well, he's, he's going to be 30 and he's going to have a cap hit of 19.6, but he's an incredible player still continuously to continues to be one of the NFL's best safeties across the entire league. He's a leader in the locker room. He walks that talk and it represents your franchise exactly how you want him. And you can't get out of it financially that easily. Like Bud Dupree was a harder cut because Bud Dupree had the most dead cap of the big names we talked about. And so I always, I try to, whenever you talk about like cutting a veteran who's got this big contract, I always kind of ask myself, would I rather have Bud Dupree for a $20 million cap hit or cut Bud Dupree but still have him as like an $11 million cap hit. Like that's would I rather have Kevin Byard for $19 million on the cap or not have Kevin Byard for $13 million on the cap. No, give me Kevin Byard all day long because there's a lot of change that's happening within this organization. You can't cut out all of the guys that know what the hell to do and that know how to do it. You know, Mike Vrabel just we talked about this with David Long Jr. allowing him to walk because maybe he's uh maybe he's the blister, not the callus when it comes to that. And we all knocked on wood the other day about Kevin Byard not having a hamstring problem. Well, you so you're gonna get the the callus out now too. And so like you have to keep some people in there. Like you you can't just completely clean it up and it makes zero sense to me. I'm sell, 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 sell. The only thing that I agree with that Michael Lombardi said in that 40-whatever seconds is that Kevin Byard's a better safety than Jesse Bates. That's the only thing I agree with. (laughs) Right at the beginning. Right at the beginning. Well, listen, uh, first, this question from Rock here says, how close is Byard to the Titans' all-time INT leader? Uh, I believe he is the leader, at least in terms of the Titans franchise. Uh, Yeah, yeah, he's either the leader or he's tied with Keith Bullock, one of the two. Uh, yeah, I, I do remember, though, right towards the end of the year that he kind of, uh, uh, I believe it was the Dallas game. You might be right. In week 17. 27? I, I, I don't remember the number, but I think I remember him hitting the milestone. So I, we'll, we would have to look at that. But Austin, yeah, I, uh, I mostly agree with you. I, I, I buy some of this. I, I buy... The idea that the Titans want him to take a pay cut, I think that's probably a very real conversation and a conversation that they absolutely should have because 19-6 is a big cap hit, regardless of how good Kevin Byard is. He's very good, uh, but Jesse Bates got about $15 million on the open market. Kevin Byard getting 19 really prices him at the very, very top of the safety market, which is uh, not necessarily the worst payday for him or like the worst price for him but it is a price for a safety uh which is not a premium position uh in today's nfl by all accounts that that would warrant having that big of a financial commitment to that position so i do think the pay cut would make sense uh 
saving over $14 million with a post June 1st cap or post June 1st release is tempting. And like, I can see why it would make sense in some areas because you could fill a lot of holes with that. Uh, but at the end of the day, I have to sell it. And I don't believe they will cut him. I believe if this is really what the conversation's going on, as Lombardi said it, that they're just bluffing. Like, I don't think that's something you can do. This is the leader of your defense, your defensive captain, uh, not the face of your franchise, but maybe the heart of your franchise in a lot of ways is what Kevin Byard has been, uh, both in the locker room and, you know, just for the city. Um, yeah. And so a lot of people love and respect him. I don't think it would go over well. I don't think it's worth the 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 kind of how bad that would be perceived. And Austin, additionally, like it creates another hole. Like the secondary has been an issue, yeah. but has been okay because of Amani Hooker and Kevin Byard and like what they're able to do working together as their two safeties. And taking Kevin Byard out of your secondary, now all of a sudden, I don't feel good about anything that you've got back there. Like, because who's going to be your your free safety, really, that, that's making plays and is your ball hawk and can create turnovers that compare with a money hooker? I don't know. You don't have one. So you're just adding another hole for no reason. This is a sell for me. Uh, Kevin Byard means way too much to the Titans and the identity of the Titans to not have him in a uniform. I think he should retire a Titan, uh, but I do yeah. think the pay cut would make sense. Um, do whatever you can to lower that cap hit. It is a too big of a cap hit, but it's one that you have to suck up and deal with at the end of the day. Right. It's even like Kevin, like it's not because Kevin Byard good signed a. He has good football left in him too. That's the other thing. Like oh, that's the difference yeah. between right. That's the difference between him and maybe the argument against Derrick Henry right now, which is, is Derrick Henry still good? Absolutely. Do I think Derrick Henry is still this like good and, and worth the money that they're paying him two or three years from now? No. So like at this point, the argument is okay. Get ahead of it with, while there's one year left on his deal. Um, and just do it while you can trade him or whatever while you can. Cause he's not worth $16 million. Yeah. I have no doubt. Kevin Byard's going to be one of the best safeties in the NFL this season and next yep. season. And probably the year after that, like this guy it, safeties can play for a very long time. And this guy does all the things the right way to take care of his body. Um, stay motivated, et cetera, et cetera. I, a lot of good football left to be had. And I want that in two tone blue. Yeah, uh, so I'm going to get to the Derrick Henry thing in a second, but Andre uh, with some lunchbox money says, why do teams do contracts with big cap numbers at the end just to complain about the big cap number, then cut the player, honor the contract the player is asked uh, to? Now, I mean, there's I get what you're saying there, but the, the thing is players with sign, signing bonuses are what players want, and guaranteed money is yeah. what players want. And so when looking at Kevin Byard's contract that he signed, it was a five-year deal and uh, he got uh, a five-year deal for 70 and a half million, nine million of that was a signing bonus that he got within 21 days of writing his name down on the sheet of paper. So that's, that's a big deal. He's getting $9 million, boom, right there. And then guaranteed at signing is 25 and, and a quarter. And then total guaranteed is 31. So Kevin Byard was looking at, I've got 31 guaranteed million dollars over the next couple of years. 
and I get $9 million in the next couple of weeks in my account. And the team structures it and restructures it at times to kick that can down the road to where that's just how it works. Like that, that's how you do these contracts for both sides. So the player gets money now and guaranteed money and the team gets the flexibility at the end when the player is aging. Um, and you know, that's how the NFL is set up. Now, baseball's not, and, and Sam, you're a big baseball guy. And that's where a lot of baseball teams spend and pay out ridiculous money for well after players are done playing. Well, it's all guaranteed in baseball. The minute you sign the contract, every dollar is guaranteed. So you can, uh, be ha- have a career ending injury and you can be getting paid for five years after your career ends for the full salary that you originally negotiated. So that, that is the, uh, the deal with baseball that it, it's harder to, that's why they say, right. It's harder to make the league and start getting paid for baseball, but uh, it's easier to get paid for longer uh, with yeah. baseball. So, it, well, and, uh, but the, the answer Jared to the brings, question, oh, real, real quick, Jared brings go up ahead. a good point too, is that, you know, the cat, the salary cap, grows each year yeah. outside of the COVID situation. And so now you understand that the salary caps can be higher in year five of this player's contract. So the team can eat more cap number uh, as that grows. That's the point of backloading it. Right. And then the other point yeah. of backloading it is just frankly to get out of the deal teams that are backloading a contract without a lot of guaranteed money late are intending on getting out of the contract later. Um, it's just, I guess, an insurance for the player in case they really start breaking out and, and develop into a star. But like if, you, if you're seeing a deal um, that, you know, all the all the guaranteed monies in the first two years, it's essentially a two year deal. And, and that team probably has no intentions of bringing that player back on the increased cap hit in year three or four if it's not guaranteed. So that that would be the straight up answer is. They have no intentions of honoring the contract throughout the full terms that are agreed to. It's just uh, an option that's there for them. Yeah, and I'll, I don't know how you feel about this, Sam, but it would it makes way more football and financial football sense to move on from Derrick Henry than it does to Kevin Byard. Yeah, I would like, agree. I, I mean, yeah, and, and I love Derrick Henry; he's a Hall of Fame player. But I mean, running backs are not. I will, I'll say it this way. Running backs are a dime a dozen. Running backs like Derrick Henry are not a dime a dozen. He is generational, 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 Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame, Hall of Fame. Uh, but you're able to find production from that spot for a lot cheaper and, and in later rounds of the draft and, and can find some other areas. I mean, look at Deontay Foreman, right, who was, you know, really productive in the Titans offense. He And then good with Carolina last year just signed a deal with the bears for one year and $3 million. So like there are options at running back elsewhere in the league uh, that makes more financial and football sense than moving on from Kevin Byard, because there aren't many safeties like Kevin Byard. They're very difficult to find. Yeah. Uh, you know, Andre says, if you trade Henry, then trade Tannehill an official room. Yeah. I, I, agree. I, I lean on that um, as well. And then Damon says this, should the Titans go ahead and talk to about extending Byard for what would be his final contract with the Titans? Go ahead and get him locked in for another five. I think five is probably too long. Uh, but with a couple years of dead cap after, I, I think, you know, it makes way more sense to extend Byard to change up the cap structure yeah. than it does to cut him. Like cutting him and still having to have him count $13 million or at least either this year or over the next two years 
makes no sense when you can just have him and continue to have him be a, a foundational piece of the roster and of the GM switchover, right? You know, Kevin Byard, you know, is, is everything that Rand Carthon and Mike Grable want in a football player and a professional. And he's everything you want for a connection to a city. Like Derrick Henry is a face of the franchise, but I think Kevin Byard is a deeper connection within the city. Kevin, Derrick Henry is too big of a damn superstar to just walk down the street to go into, you know, shopping or go to the grocery store. Kevin Byard is that, is that connection, that deeper root in what he is and what he means to the area because, you know, he's a safety. He's not the Heisman Trophy winning running back from Alabama who was one of eight guys to rush for 2,000 yards in a season. He's a really damn good all-pro safety who went to college in, in Murfreesboro and has been phenomenal in his entire career. Yeah, Noah says some people talking about trading up for Caleb Williams. I can't see Vrabel being on board with drafting a franchise QB who paints his fingernails. I don't think Mike Vrabel cares anything about that. I think Mike Vrabel cares about a quarterback. Uh, so uh, that would be, uh, I don't know what Mike Vrabel's uh, thoughts are on uh, how he's assessing the ne next year's draft class, if their intention is to move up. And then we have Kane coming in uh, saying, why are some super chats talked about and others skipped? I, I didn't see it. Somebody else said like, Hey, we skipped some super chats. And I was like, I didn't see them. And I think here's the, here's where things get dicey is whenever we ask a question to you guys, we get like, boom, like a hundred comments, like real fast. And if that times up with a super chat, then it just has no chance of us seeing it. And I think that's what, it, I think that's what happened. Yeah, they do. So I'm, I'm trying to, Oh, here we go. We have this one for, yeah. So this was Connor had said, I'm waking up frustrated Titan sign NWI uh, to a one year deal. Campbell signed with the Giants. Chark visiting Panthers not impressed thus far. Connor, I think you have every right to be frustrated with that. Uh, and Kane has another one that we'll get to. We'll get to your other one in a moment here. Uh, but, yeah, this is really frustrating. I, I can see why you're frustrated. There's a lot of time left. Uh, the Titans still have a lot of opportunity to fix this wide receiving core. But, yeah, these are fits that I thought would have been really good fits here in Nashville. Paris Campbell, DJ Chark, Darius Slayton has already agreed to a contract. So, you're starting to see some of the names that would have uh, given you some improvements come off the board. Uh, and if Chark does go to the Panthers, you're starting to run out of options and all you, you haven't added anything. You brought back NWI and you have Traylon Burks and that's it. So uh, I think you have a lot of reason to be frustrated. Give it some time. Don't hit the panic button yet. Long off season, but uh, understand that. And then Kane says, seems like the media puts random players in a hat then creates a, a narrative for content every year. A lot of BS that turns out to be false. Sad. Fair. Um, I mean, I don't know. Uh, right. I mean, I think people that do like podcasts and stuff, especially former GMs, like they're hearing information. Uh, they, whether, however they interpret that information, what information they choose to go, uh, public with uh you know is their prerogative i i can't really speak on it when uh, i don't know what the information is that they're hearing or who they're hearing it from i know there was the beef about aaron Rodgers and his deal with uh, adam schefter diana rossini him saying that they're lying they're saying we're sticking with our story it's a chaotic time of year it's a chaotic time of year and there's certainly a lot of optics that are involved from both a player and media perspective uh where you know both sides are wanting to come out looking good so that's kind of uh what i would say on that for sure a to z sports here live on this friday sam let's go ahead and switch gears and play a, a game for 
for the audience, uh, game shows, player or pick, right? Player or pick here on this Friday to wrap us up, for, <coughs> excuse me, for the weekend. Uh, the news from earlier this week is that the Titans placed restricted free agent tenders on Aaron Brewer and T.R. Tart uh, from John Glenn, and they uh, put those second-round tenders on these two players worth $4.3 million for each guy. Uh, other teams can now offer, and the Titans could match that offer from another team, or the Titans could get a second-round pick if they choose not to match from that team. So here is my game show, player or pick, and we're going to start with one guy, and then we're going to go to the other guy. So to start us off with this game show, would you rather have Tier Tart for the $4.3 million, or would you rather get a bonus second-round pick? So would you rather have Tier Tart or get a bonus second-round pick but first, I'm going to tell you guys about Farm Bureau Health Plans. Get better with Farm Bureau Health Plans. They've been serving Tennesseans for over 75 years. They can do the same thing for you. It's really easy. FBHP.com slash ATOZ is where to go. They can help you out. Make sure you get the right health coverage for your situation. If you got a family, they can cover the whole family. If you're just a single person, uh, if, if your employer doesn't provide everything you need, they can fill in those gaps for you or do the entire comprehensive plan for you and whatever you have to have uh, for your health coverage. So dental vision health, they've got it right there. Once again, fbhp.com slash ATOZ. Today's show is powered by BetMGM. Sign up on the BetMGM app with the code ATOZ1000. That's ATOZ1000. Place a, a bet this March uh, tournament season. Find a pick. You can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet on March matchups doesn't hit. So uh, find the game that's sticking out to you. Find the team. Go ahead and place that up to $1,000 now with that bonus code, and you can get a bonus bet of up to $1,000 if your bet doesn't win. That's ATOZ1000 on the BetMGM app and BetMGM.com. All right, Sam. So our game show player or pick, would you rather have, we're going to start with TR Tart, number 93 right there on your screen, who is going to get, who has currently a second round tender on him worth $4.3 million in 2023. If the Titans do not want to match a potential offer from another team, the Titans get a second round pick. So would you rather have TR Tart or would you rather have a bonus second round pick in this draft? Uh, Sam, I'll let you go to the chat first. Well, first off, Ramon says, Tart is gone. Brewer will not be picked up for sure. Uh, I, I believe he's talking about another team. Well, the thing, Ramon, is that the Titans don't have to let Tier Tart be gone, right? I, I mean, right. he can't. you can let him go and get that second-round pick or match an offer sheet. Now, we'll see how their market plays out. It's through April 21st that they are able to negotiate with other teams and find a deal. Uh, but that's why we're asking the question, right? So it, say that Tier Tart does even get signed for an offer sheet. Do you want to match it and get him back? Or do you want the second round pick? So let's see what the chat is saying here. Titans Kyle says Tart over the pick. Uh, Jeff says the pick pretty easy. Honky Tonk says the player. Uh, Billy says the player. Jameson says the player. Uh, Steven says Tart, Tart, Tart. Uh, the other Steven says tier tart. We have player from DeMarco player from David tart, tart, tart from Jonathan guy wants pop tart back. So does Jonathan tighten up says tart back. Brian wants the second round pick. Kenneth says, keep tart. Uh, Matt says tart. 
Roy says Tart. Uh, Brent says he'd rather have the second round pick. Jay says Tart. Uh, Michael says Tart. We have player from Deborah, player from uh, B Birds, player from Adam, second round pick from Xavier. Tart from Joseph, who says picks are 90% trash. I don't know, 90%. 90% is right. a, a bit high, especially yeah. in the second round, but right. they are an unknown. So, I mean, sure. you have to that's keep the that fun in mind. part of the game, right? Yeah. Uh, Jody says the player, uh, Jared says Tart, he's highly underrated. Malcolm wants Tart. Uh, Nick wants Tier Tart. Give me a second round pick. Forget that, says Pistol Ramsey. He wants uh, the draft capital. Devin says Tart, look at his passes defended stats. Yeah, he was a unbelievable defensive. Hey, maybe Tier Tart is the replacement for Kevin Byard at safety if the Titans there you go. cut there him. You go, Sam. Now, we're, now we're on it. That, there we go. That's some high quality uh, coverage right there. Um, so, yeah, it looks like the majority is going with uh, the Tart, uh, but some people want the picks, including Noah, who dropped a super chat, says picks for sure. Nose tackle being used less today. Uh, and then follows it up with both AJ and DK were second rounders for reference. Yeah, you're not lying there, Noah. It would be uh, a second round pick can be a superstar. Then And there's plenty of examples of players in the past that have turned into superstars in the second round. So yeah, like uh, Henry. yeah, Austin player or pick for uh, uh young tier tart here. Uh, see the, the comment about the nose tackles is correct, but I, I do think this past season tier tart showed development in the non run stuffing category and arsenal of his game. So I, I do like the idea of keeping tier tart around if a team now look, there's always within reason parameters, but I would rather keep Tier Tart than gain a bonus second round pick. I like where Tier Tart's at. So I would, yeah, I would say that. Yeah, this I'm, one's I'm Tier Tart. It's close. I, I would take the player too. I would take Tart. He he was a really big part of uh, the Titans defense last year. He really uh, made a lot of positive strides. Like he, he became a very good player. Um, I like him and the addition that he is on the offensive line. The, the pick is an unknown. Uh, at the end of the day, I'd take the guy that I know. Um, it, it might hurt his market to have the tender on him because a team knows that if sure. they are agreeing to a contract with them, they might give up a second round pick in addition to the compensation that they give him. So that's, uh, I, I don't know how that's going to help or hurt his market. But if I'm the Titans, I, uh, yeah, I, I would almost rather have the player in this specific instance. I'm with you there. So now let's get to the other one. Right, because well, real quick, I hold on. That that there's a super chat that just doesn't have anything to do with our current conversation. So I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to it. Then let's get to the other player. Let's go to Aaron Brewer. Aaron Brewer has the same 4.3 million dollar second round tender on him. So again, player or pick? Would you rather have Aaron Brewer or would you rather have a bonus second round pick? Uh, so real quick, I, Kenneth yeah. says this year's draft. Yes, it would be this year's draft. That's yeah. why the deadline to negotiate with the team is April 21st, this year's draft. Um, and then Brian says, so it's possible to get two bonus second round picks. If T if Tart and Brewer both leave. also correct. It, yeah, it, it, if both Tart and Brewer leave, the Titans would get two additional second round picks in this year's draft. So that is the context of what we're uh, what we're having here. 
Yeah, so I'm about. seeing a lot of people, and I expected this, to pick the second-round pick over Aaron Brewer, the player here. I'm getting Deshaun saying uh, pick over Brewer. Damon's pick over Brewer. Uh, Lee says pick easily. Jared says pick. Don't even have to give us a pick. Just take the player. Uh, Jeff Rubel, who's dead last currently in our bracket challenge, says again, pick you just like, you love reminding jeff of that huh you're, you're gonna... i think it's fun i think it's just for, just because it's jeff because jeff likes to come in here and talk smack which is great i like that uh daff says second round pick over brewer tighten up says pick stephen king says pick and a little trash bag uh up his stuff and drop it off at the house uh mr june says keep brewer he is playing center ben jones is gone that is true buck broke the news that ben jones is gone but sam do you agree with the majority of the chat that uh, Aaron Brewer, do not match something if that happens and you'd go with the pick. Well, first, Andre Super Chat getting involved says, if we did this uh, because we really want to re-sign him next year, then for sure, Tart, if it's 50-50, then take that pick as we need it. Now, uh, now Brewer. So this is a good point, though, because if you're bringing back Tier Tart, you're keeping, you're bringing back for one year, right? So it's yeah. like, that is the conversation now is like, is there a chance of extending Tier Tart, bringing him in here long term, or are you passing on a second round pick for one year of Tier Tart? If you're not committed to getting an extension done or signing him next offseason and making him a Titan long term, I think you have to take the pick because one year of Tier Tart, as much as I like the player, is not worth a second rounder for one year. Like, so that you have to keep that in mind. Yeah. Then, but the, I guess the, the counterpoint to that, Andre, is. What is the deal to your tart signs with another team? Because this is, you have to match an offer sheet. Now, if that offer sheet's a three-year offer sheet, you're talking about three years of tier tart uh, right. on your team. If it's a one-year deal for more money, then you start to have to have that debate. But for Aaron Brewer, uh, who will likely be playing center and I think is being a little bit disrespected because I think he can be a very good center with his athleticism. Very I'm taking good. The, we'll see. I think he can be good. I, I, he is a good run blocker. He and he can use his athleticism in some unique ways to help the Titans in the run game. Moving him to center, I think, will really, really mask up some of the concerns about his size and some of his weaknesses. So, I'm optimistic there. I would still rather have the pick, uh, and the reason why is three names that I have written down, which is Luke Weipler, Steve Avila, and John Michael Schmitz, who are three interior offensive linemen that, you know, all signs point to being just really, really solid long-term starters that are probably going to be day two draft picks. So uh, you, when you start to look at the, the, again, any of those guys could be your long-term center, a long-term guard, uh, just an option for your offensive line for the future that you can get in the second round uh, for cheaper, for long, for more years. I want this pick because I think the depth at offensive line in this draft really is a strength. Uh, I don't like the top half of it, but I think the farther you get down into day two, uh, the better the value is going to be there. So if you can stack up second and third rounders as many as possible, I like that a lot. Yeah, this is easy for me. Aaron Brewer's not worth $4.3 million for one year. But I get why the Titans had to do that. He's not a first-round tender. So it's a second-round tender or an undrafted tender. So the Titans kind of had to do this because of all the um, 
uncertain situations with their offensive line. They needed to bring back Aaron Brewer to some extent. I do agree that he should be a better center than guard, but I just don't think Aaron Brewer can really ever overcome his size just because like he's just too easy to push around for bigger for bigger defensive players. But that I mean that doesn't matter as much at center. Is like that especially it does, it especially does if, if you're fast off the line, which like I don't like run blocking is not where Aaron Brewer struggles. It's all about pass protection. And if you're a center that weighs in the range of 275 to 290 pounds and and that's where Aaron Brewer is, then all it takes is a big ass guy like Tier Tart to just shove Aaron Brewer directly back into whoever's playing quarterback's face. Yeah, and, I mean, pass and, protection is his weakness for sure. And that, and putting him at center, I think, is even more of an issue too because he's directly right there. Like that's now. Oh, I, I don't think so. I mean, I, now I you have to cover not? a lot less space. You're you're you don't. I'm talking get, about bull rush. Like if yeah, if you're, but you're not like you're getting bull rushed, but you're not getting bull rush like. It's mainly to disrupt a play, not to really like give up sacks, right? Whatever. If if it's disrupting, is not good for the offense and good for the defense. I think I think a weak pass protector is far less of a liability at center than they are at left guard. I think it's pretty similar. I I think if you see Aaron Brewer, if you're a defensive coordinator going up and against the Titans in a game, and Aaron Brewer is starting at one of those three positions, you put your strongest explosive guy lined head up on him and just throw him backwards. And now what does that do? The quarterback has to get deeper into the pocket quicker, which now allows your speedier uh, edge rushers to get back there quicker too. You're just collapsing the pocket here. I mean, I, I don't, I th- I just think it's tough for Aaron Brewer to overcome the undersized situation that he's got. But it, yeah, again, I I do think, but it's they, not what it was. But it's not what it was at left guard. I mean, at left guard, especially with Dennis Daly on the outside, Aaron Brewer was taking one on ones so often, and sometimes even like to, it's not the same. And what he's able to do more in the run game with his athleticism, with his speed, uh, I think makes him a lot more valuable of a of a player at center. Now, it like the question is, is that same player worth the pick i think you take the pick i do but but i i would be i'd hold off i think the size is less of an issue at center i just i think it is because less of an issue still an issue you're not you don't have the same pass protection responsibilities as you do anywhere else on the line yeah but Uh, all it takes is somebody just saying that's the weakness that's where to attack it says going against nickel defenses tackles are lined up over the guards more than the centers having brute center makes sense in the current state of the nfl yeah, Which, but again, like, what, yeah, I I get that, but it, but my point is, just lines like collapse the pocket by attacking that spot. If you're a defense and it's a clear passing down, which the Titans have been in a lot over the last thirty four games of the regular season, then just attack the weak spot of that offensive line, shove and collapse the pocket, and then see what happens. I, I again. I don't think Aaron Brewer is worth $4.3 million for one year. I also like nobody is going to offer him to an offer sheet where the, for the Titans to match the likeliness of somebody else coming and saying, Hey, we want Aaron Brewer and we're going to be willing to give him an offer sheet and potentially risk a second round pick is not going to happen. So it's a, it's a moot point 
But, I think it's less yeah. likely as well, yeah. Especially because yeah, it, even if he is a good center and he does prove to be a good center, he's not a proven center. It's not in the NFL, at least. Uh, and so, like, teams aren't going to sign him to, you know, $5 million a year for a multi-year contract for a guy that they don't know if he can play center or not. Nobody's signing him to that deal to play guard. So, yeah, I don't think anybody's signing him to a, to an offer sheet. So again, I I think you keep if if it I would rather have T.R. Tart than a second round pick as of right now, uh, and I would rather have a second round pick over Aaron Brewer. Uh, let's get to another, <clears throat> excuse me, another uh, super chat here from William giving some lunch money. Uh, no talent wide receiver and no talented wide receiver in the right mind would want to play for Vrabel's block on the offense. No talented free agent wide receiver has ever signed under Vrabel. You know. There's been talented guys like, uh, you know, free agent, maybe you got a point here because they made I mean, trades no, for I, other players. I mean, I don't know if we have the video in here, but I mean, what Robert Woods said was uh, pretty. Yeah, here we go. This is Robert Woods during the season last year. Yeah, I, I like it because I feel like uh, it brings confidence to the passing game, um, a playmaker to go up and, and snatch the ball. Um, I feel like it, it just feeds energy to. I would say throw the ball a little bit more, and uh, we we have playmakers who could go out there and, and make these plays when, when given opportunity. So that I mean that that is a veteran wide receiver who has been in a lot of really really talented offenses and and high powered offenses, saying, "Well, we finally had a guy go over a hundred yards. That's good because maybe we'll throw the ball a little bit more." So I do think yep. there is something to that, right? In order to but that's, be a but again, like Robert Woods was not a free agent receiver. Julio Jones was not a free agent yeah. receiver. Those two guys but were it, traded for. And it and it's so a guy that, that's, that, that was know, the point of William is is that you know well, no right, free agent I, I, I think that helps his point because it's a guy Robert Woods who is traded here who is also kind of like making note of the fact that they don't pass the ball yeah. and how frustrating that can be for a guy that's established as a receiver already in the league. Yep. I mean, but, uh, it's, it's tough. <clears throat> and, and there hasn't been really much r- report on wide receivers. The Titans are talking to in free agency. It's been pretty quiet there. And, you know, NWI is coming back for a, a cheap one year deal. I wouldn't sweat that too much. I don't even know if that's a guarantee that he's going to be on the damn team. I, I just think, you know, NWI is going to be in training camp. That, that's what that means to me. How do you feel about this comment from Noah saying Jason Kelsey Weighs less than Aaron Brewer. He's that, that is kind Does of a, he? yeah. I mean, Austin, like Aaron Brewer, I think he's like 275, 276, right around there. Like it's light for a guard. It's not light for a center. <laughs> so, I mean like that, I, I there's a di- like big difference between the two of them, but I, I would Kelsey's be. Kelsey's 282. Okay. I don't know what, I don't know what, uh, I thought that, Brewer was at like 275, but I'm sure Noah might might have just looked it up if he's coming with the numbers. So I don't so, know. Yeah, and here's the thing: the Titans changed his weight. The Titans, if you remember this, happened I think mid season. The Titans changed him to, to from 275 to 295. Brewer and Sam, you saw Aaron Brewer every week in person. Yeah, I don't, I don't know 295 looks like. Not what Aaron Brewer looks. I'm like. I'm not 290. I don't know what 295 looks like. I I don't. I'm not 295. I'm I'm working on going the other way. But I I mean Aaron Brewer is also six foot one. 
it was Jason also Kelsey's a story. Uh, it was also a story of the offseason, though, that Aaron Brewer was going oh, to yeah. be working on gaining weight. And so who said is it effective? Either way, you, how much is Kelsey? He's listed at 282. So what is five pounds more than him? Like even even if Brewer's on the low end of that of that 75 to 95, he has five pounds more than him. Like the size is the size really the concern at center? Still, it is let. I, I don't disagree that it is less of a concern at center than it is at guard, but it's still a concern. It's I don't care how strong you are, I don't care how explosive you are. If you're in pass protection and you weigh significantly less than the other person, they can push you around because everybody that plays defensive line in the NFL can bench press over Aaron Brewer's weight. And so it doesn't matter how strong Aaron Brewer is if you could just shove him and press him. Like that's that's true. That Aaron Brewer like can that. probably bench press the defenders. Weight. I don't I don't care what Aaron Brewer can press because he's in pass protection. Sam, yeah, he's, well, I, he's backstepping. I he's, get that, but I'm not using bench press as a guideline for whether or not a no, guy weighs no, 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 enough. No, 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 because my point is the defensive lineman. I can or, bench press Aaron Brewer's weight. I'm not going through him. Oh, okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, so yeah, my, I'll do the I'll flex real quick. I, my my point is that if you don't weigh enough, then you can get thrown around regardless of your own strength, right? Yeah. No, I mean point. no doubt. It, look, it it's a problem. I just think like you can only talk about size for so often. What I I don't think size is a requirement to be a like a really good center. What are the things that the Titans need to look for in their center? Well, obviously you need a guy that can control the line with the calls and, and things like that, but you want an athletic guy that can get downhill in the run game, uh, can create different angles for your running back. And, and those are things that I think Aaron Brewer will excel in given his athleticism. Like, so those are, I'm excited to see how that goes and by the like $4 million, $4.3 million, whatever it was, I think Mike Vrabel probably sees those things too. Like you probably recognize those things too. Otherwise you don't sign them to that contract and don't hit them with the tender. Well, yeah. And that's the problem is that the Titans were stuck in a spot where they kind of needed to do the tender because would you, would you rather have Aaron Brewer for $2.6 million? Yeah but that doesn't protect him against another team. Like if another team comes and offers Aaron Brewer a, a sheet and you tagged him with the original first round or the original round tender, which he is an undrafted player, then the Titans get nothing. If they lose him, it's worthless to do that. It's cheaper, but you don't have that, you know, safety net of a second round pick. That's why they had to do the second round pick tender on, on both of yeah. these guys. Yeah. So, all right, Sam, let's get to Ain't That Good News here live on this Friday. So share your good news in the chat. Let's hear it. Ain't That Good News every week to wrap up our week before we go watch more basketball throughout the day. But first, let me tell you guys about Wilson County Hyundai. And WilsonCountyHyundai.com, go check them out uh, in Lebanon or their website, WilsonCountyHyundai.com. They can help you get in that next ride for you, that new ride for you, with a bunch of different models and makes there for Wilson County Hyundai, they've got a deal going on right now, 0% APR for the next 48 months. 
on several Hyundai brands, including the Sonata, Santa Fe, and the Tucson. So make sure you go check out, go see our guy Payne Bone and the team he has right out there in Lebanon, wilsoncountyhyundai.com. Today's show is powered by BetMGM, and BetMGM has a deal right now where you can sign up with the promo code ATOZ1000. That's the, that is the sign-up code. Uh, you can get up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first pick on the March matchups does not hit. So if you're sitting around, maybe you're working from home today. Uh, maybe you are you know, sneaking a look at the games at the office, whatever it is. If you've got some basketball on, uh, make sure you are using BetMGM to uh, gamble responsibly. So uh, place a bet up to $1,000. Use that code. That's ATOZ1000. You can get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't hit. That's why they're the king of sportsbooks. It's why I'm using them all throughout March. Uh, so go get with uh, BetMGM and BetMGM.com. <laughs> to send us to the weekend sam if you want to head to the chat you can get some good news uh, or you can share oh actually i see some good news in the chat uh yeah. wilbur wilbur says good news finally accepted or finally found a house and got the deal accepted big deal good job there wilbur steven says good news head into the big easy for the first time next week uh danny says a uh, wife and stepson have been in florida for a weekly uh for a week visiting family they'll be home tomorrow ain't that good news to have them back there for danny uh some more good news in the chat uh bring it on whatever your good news is jeff rubel says good news his champion is still alive uh while big 10 jeff i'm just going to go through the leaderboard while big, big 10, 10 jeff got Penn state winning it all got no he actually has ucla he has ucla okay there you go uh hold on let me uh let me let me just see what place big 10 jeff is in big 10 jeff is tied for 388th. Uh, he's got he's got seven correct, and UCLA um, is still alive. Now, technically, he's not in last. There are two other players who got seven correct yesterday that had Arizona as their champion. So Jonathan and Chino uh, are technically in last place. Jeff, you are in third to last out of the 431 brackets. Can I give a shout out to Joe Biden, by the way? I don't know. He t- he t- he tweeted out his bracket after the tournament started, which is just like a no no. And then he also had uh, Arizona as his champion uh, going against somebody else that got eliminated already. Like it, all right, he had Arizona matching up in the Elite Eight with Virginia, and then Arizona going on to be his champion and tweeted out the bracket after the tournament had already started. It was it was. Awesome. I, it made me laugh very much. All right. So uh, other uh, leaderboards of notes, Sam and I both have uh, both got 12 correct yesterday, putting us tied for 33rd in that cluster. Zach was one spot behind. So this just tells you how like jumbled it is obviously through one day. Uh, Zach got 11 correct. And we had 12 correct Zach 11. We are tied for 33rd. Zach is tied for 122nd. So there's a lot of, uh, a lot of moving pieces uh, going uh, on. Look, it, it's that. all so, about it's all about the elite eight and the final four, and who can hit the most yeah. of those. You got like these eight, nine, seven, tens. Don't you don't live and die with those. You live and die with those elite eight picks. You got to keep those teams in the dance. That's right. Arizona, Texas A&M. Those two teams hurt me, but other than that, pretty clean overall. 
uh, there. I did pick uh, Furman, uh, so that that was solid for me. All right, Sam, what is your good news this week? Well, you know my good news because I had myself a time on BetMGM yesterday with the tournament. I was sweating it out, Austin. I had a parlay, a plus 2,035 Odd parlay, Furman money line, Missouri money line, San Diego State minus 4.5, and Texas Ooh. minus 13.5. And we cashed the parlay. It was amazing news. San Diego State was as stressful as it could possibly get because they called a foul with like 0.3 seconds to go to give me a backdoor, give me a backdoor cover, which was yeah, that was amazing. It helped me make up for my Illini just bowing out in the first round in pitiful fashion. That that hurt my soul, but at least BetMGM came through to salvage my tournament weekend. Uh, just give me some more life. Nothing worse, by the way, than the tournament and your team getting eliminated early and then just not being in the mood to watch the rest of the tournament. That because yeah. that's how I that's how I get it's a. It, I, I've got this buzz, but if my team loses Thursday afternoon, it's like, well, I don't want to watch the rest of the games. Now they all just annoy me. But BetMGM has kept me interested now. Uh, and so I'm I'm feeling good going into, going into Friday. And good news, my Sweet 16 is still alive. Everybody in my Sweet 16 is still alive through day one. We'll see how long that lasts. But for now, I'm feeling okay. Yeah, Devin says Sammy's going to be giving all of us some lunch money. Uh, after yesterday, uh, Mr. Jones says, good news. Vols play Duke tomorrow in the four five matchup. I- I'm with you on the whole, you know, your team's outcome just ruins the rest of the tournament. If it's on that first day, like last night, Tennessee didn't tip off until like after eight 30 central. And so the entire day just leading up to that. Excited. Just, yeah. Yeah. But and I'm also because of how Tennessee plays just anxious the entire day. But now Tennessee won. Look, they played Duke on Saturday, which I don't think is going to go very well for Tennessee. But uh, I get to enjoy today's games knowing that my team won yesterday and not have to worry about it. Listen, the best strategy, that this is what I got, I believe, two years ago with the Illini was they were the number one seed and they were playing in like a Friday, a late Friday afternoon game in the first round. And it was amazing because I had all day Thursday – most of the day Friday, an easy win over a 16 seed all day Saturday, and then most of the day Sunday of like not having to stress or worry too much, and then immediately lost to the eight seed, which was painful. But it at least got me through the first weekend of being like, okay, I'm enjoying myself for a little bit. So that's the best time slot to get. You get maximize your window. There you go. There you go. My good news this week is uh, uh, several people have commented on uh, the stuff on my face. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm shaving today. And I, that is my good news because it's been a couple weeks since I've shaved. I, I mentioned this a couple weeks ago when I got to this point again. This is my busy beard. And I'm very excited to get this busy beard off of my face at some point today. So next week I can start fresh and not worry about this itchy, annoying, pokey, whatever the hell t- effort this is of a, a, of a two-week facial hair experience. That is my good news is that I am getting rid of it at some point today on this Friday. Noah has good news. It's his birthday today. Happy oh, wow. birthday to Noah. And he had a PR on leg press uh, at 
1,218 pounds. So that's an impress. I cannot do that number. That's an that is a lot number. of, that is a lot of weight on a leg press. I'm yes, guessing, um, I'm guessing that's a machine style. Is it? Is yeah. It, that'll be a machine leg press. Yeah. Cause yeah, you can't get 1,218 nah. pounds with plates. You're not deadlifting 1,218 pounds. Which I get. If you're going to go <laughs> that heavy, do a machine so you save yourself. Don't be stupid and try to go free weight. I do a machine anyway, man. I don't like the free weights anymore. It's bad for your back, bad for your knees. You can isolate the muscles better on a keep reps in reserve on the At on this the point, it's, it's so much better for you. Well, lifting weights after you get out of college is it's just like March Madness. You're surviving advance. Like you're not like, what are you training for? And I have to remind myself, yeah. like, what are you training for? <laughs> Nothing. And so it's just survive in advance. It's a feel good. It's a feel good. You make, yeah, that's what it's for. Uh, Big 10 Jeff coming with. So this is going to get me like Austin gets with Tennessee. I'm going to start getting fired up, Jeff. You can't be coming with comments like this. I've been torn how I feel about Northwestern. This is a tough one for me because the Chicago win in me feels like I need to support them. But I like Northwestern better when they were little brother and not advancing farther in the tournament than us. Now I'm kind of like upset about it and a little bit jealous. And that's not okay. So... Um I, I have been known to refer uh, uh, Northwestern as purple Vandy. Very similar. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, think about it. Like, uh, I mean, you, I guess Tennessee Vandy's a little different, right? I mean, but do you like Vandy at all? No. Okay. I yeah, thought I mean, they, I, 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 I think they got screwed and I think they deserve to be in the field. I guess, I guess a better example would be like Belmont. Like it, it was oh, Belmont. But what if Belmont went on, like, if Tennessee was really good at basketball one year and then got bounced in the first year, in the first round or something, and then Belmont started to go on a run? And See, that's, see, that's the – there is zero there is zero conflict with Tennessee and Belmont. And yeah, I, and I, I don't know. Northwestern has always been – I've always tried to support Northwestern when I can, but you but they're, start – You're saying the, conference, though. Yeah, I mean, it, it's just – I mean, it's like a, if we can't – if we're not good – I'll, I'll root for Northwestern most of the time. Uh, but yeah, it gets a little hairy when the, the rivalry between Illinois and Northwestern is not the same as Tennessee Vandy. Illinois rivals are again, bigger fish, right? Like I, Wisconsin, I, Iowa, I, I get Michigan. that. I get that. Northwestern is not, yeah, they don't necessarily care as much, but purple Vandy is what I call them because they're in a big city, right? The biggest city of the state. Uh, they're not the state's university. Uh, they have a higher education uh, than the state's biggest university. Um, and they don't usually excel in athletics by, by, by a little bit, by a little bit. So it's, it's close. It's Who, close it, from what Northwestern to Illinois, but of education. Yeah, it's okay, close. Yeah. But. I have no idea, I, but I'm just more, you know, the, the, the purple Vandy side of it. So anyway, but that, uh, that is where, you know, I had Northwestern winning. I do think when, when Vanderbilt basketball, is I, I view Vanderbilt basketball differently than I view Vanderbilt football because I I went to I, I was friends with Jacob Stallings Kevin Stallings son for a few years through middle school and stuff and we played together so I and that was that was when they went to the Sweet Sixteen a couple of years back in the the mid two thousands and that was fun that was fun Memorial Magic and all that but I wish Vandy got in because they ha- they deserved it and they were fun to watch there so I do give Vandy basketball the respect when they're fun to watch. But as a Tennessee graduate, I do not like Vandy, but they, they deserve to be in it. 
Yeah. I, I think it's just staying in your lane, right? That's my deal with Northwestern. I'll root for you. I like him. I like Chris Collins. I like what he's done with the program. But you you stay in your lane. You don't start talking about how you're the state's basketball school or anything. anymore. you start doing that, now we're going to have a problem. And then, <laughs> so, yeah. All right, everybody. Well, have a great weekend. Enjoy the rest of the opening weekend of the tournament. And we'll see you guys on a Monday uh, when uh, Zach should be back. I, I think Zach and I are scheduled to do Monday show together for the first time in a while, but well, you never know. Is this going to be the end of Sam's 14 consecutive day streak? We're on a streak. We are on a streak. I've been, uh, I've been rolling. Yeah, that's right. That's right. So make sure before you go, you give that show a thumbs up. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, there's a lot more people watching right now than have given that thumbs up on, on both those platforms. So we appreciate you guys. If you do that, and enjoy your weekend. Buck Rising will be back live Sunday night for A to Z Sports Primetime. And we'll see you Monday morning. Appreciate it as always.